And we are back with another Between the Cheeks Boss Bus Extravaganza Supreme with a J. Frank on the side. With the one, the only, J. Frank. Hey, what's How you up? doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm living. I'm just trying to stay, just trying to keep doing me, man. I'm good. That's good to hear. Dude, this, um, yeah, we're in kind of a rough spot. Just a little bit. We're man, not... no, you ain't lying. There's no shows now. That uh, Secret Dreams was canceled. Yeah, I was supposed to close that night out too. I know. Like it was supposed to be um, supposed to be me, Kevy Cab, and um, and Angie Spence. Shout out to those two. Love y'all. Um, I love Kevy Cab. Yeah, dude, he's my dude. Um, but yeah, we were supposed to play that out. But um, as soon, to be honest, as soon as they canceled the November show, I was like. Mm-hmm. No, and I I felt it coming, but I was like, but he started text uh, me, and Pat Kelly started texting about it. Um, like, are you still down to do it? And it gave me hopes. So I was like, yes, let's go. I had a whole, I have a whole new set. No one's, no one's heard, whole better mashups, mm-hmm. originals, the whole nine, that no one's heard yet, and I had ready for that, and it didn't happen. Oh. So I, it's literally just sitting here waiting. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's ready to go, just waiting to play it. Dang, dude. Well, hopefully we'll be able to hear that soon. Yeah, yeah. that's. I I saw that and I was like, no, like my one little grain of hope for any show in December. Yeah, it was supposed to be a full audio sound system, so it wasn't gonna be like a silent disco. It was supposed to be a full PA system, and uh, and I had like a five. <coughs> I think I had like a five or six song mashup. Damn! Like it. Trust me, it was going. <coughs> it was going to go. Oh man, that would have been fucking crazy, like, dude. But alas, yeah, it got canceled. So um, I just gotta put it off to the side for the time being. Um, yeah, it's just it's really unfortunate, but mm-hmm. in the situation that we're in. But I understand where Pat's coming from, just because he's trying to stay safe. He's trying to keep the community safe. So I yeah. mean. Um, props to him. Props yeah. to him for making such a difficult call. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's just for the betterment of everybody that we just like hold off for now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was a that was a tough but good call. Yeah, especially with all of the new restrictions and us consistently getting like seven hundred cases a day. Like <laughs> it's it's rough. It's rough. Like, did you see? Um, I saw a video. Well, first off, hats off to everybody in Taiwan for doing um, Ultra Taiwan. They they had all the artists quarantined in Taiwan for two weeks before the show. They had um, they had immediate um, like the testing, like the testing mm-hmm. at the festival. Like it was rapid testing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. No, I don't know how accurate that was. But according to what I saw, they they've had minimal to zero cases after ultra wow so and on top of that australia they they're back to in-person like full-blown festivals yeah they just like, did it right yeah not i don't think it was a festival it was like a it was just a show mm-hmm. but still like there's so many steps ahead of us in the sense of like getting it under control maintaining that control and then wreaking the benefits from it is going back to 
an actual normalcy that we're all used to. Mm-hmm. But we are so far behind on everybody. Yeah. We have uh, definitely not made it look good for the rest of the world. We yeah. we just we had a moment where we could have done something, and then every, every Karen and their mother was like, I don't really think it's real. I don't yeah. think I'm going to wear a mask. In fact, I'm going to go out dancing. In spite. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Literally also not wear spite. a mask downtown, like wherever I'm going either. Like, and the thing is with my, like, I was, ta- I forgot who I was talking to on Facebook about it, but, um, mm. just in the comment sections, we were just going back and forth, like about how there's a huge double standard. So like we have, we have the ED, like the EDM scene who, you know, we haven't had shows since what March. Yeah, like real shows. Like like real shows since March. Mm-hmm. Everything's canceled. Everything's postponed. But if you think about the club scene, clubs have been popping since since the initial lockdown eased up. What yeah. what was that? June? Yeah, June, July, somewhere around. They've there. still been going. So like it's a super, it's a super double standard in the sense of like, okay, yeah, clubs. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But you know, live of as soon as you put that stamp of it's a live event, no, mm-hmm. definitely not. Even though you have a packed club of 50, 60, 70 people, not, no, packed. that's that's a that's actually a modest number. Like you have a couple hundred people mm-hmm. in this club, most of them aren't wearing masks. No, and every and no one bats an eye. No, no, nobody cares. Nobody cares at all. But I I remember I went somewhere. And I was looking around and I was just in shock because I was like, wait, not a single person here is wearing masks. Like the second they get in the door, they just take off their mask. Like that's not the, that's, that's not, not, the, not point. the point. That's, that's no, not the point. No, you know what's actually kind of crazy? They'll actually look at you weird if you're still wearing it on. Mm-hmm. It's and like, I was what? like, what? Yeah, aren't we in a pandemic? I guess everybody just doesn't care, but that's, that's why America's no, but, so behind. Yeah, and the thing is with that is the fact that a lot of the... The other countries, a lot of the European countries who have it under control, mm-hmm. they have a sense of selflessness. Like, in the sense of, like, every person has their individual duty to help their community. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's, they all have that. Like, obviously, I can't speak for every single person, but I'm saying, like, for the majority, at least for the government, like, they at least took, first off, the initiative to, like, lock it down for first off. Mm-hmm. And then everybody got a sense of like urgency as far as how serious it was. So then everybody had a sense of like I need to chill out for a minute. Yeah, and that's kind of how everybody took it. Um, but over here, yeah, everybody seems to be very like it. It became a very nonchalant, like easy to blow off thing. Mm-hmm. And look at us now, like yep. It's just kind of crazy. Like, Went from 300 cases to 600 a day, and it's still going. Like, Nebraska's definitely not doing that great. No. Even compared to the other states. But now we're in a place where it's like, well, now not only can nobody, in, especially in our scene at least, because of that double standard, like, nobody here can do anything. And we're all stuck either doing live streams or nothing. Yeah, and on top of that, the live streams, it's funny because like you can barely do those. Because, like, let's say if, you've, if you live stream on Facebook, they're going to smack you with a copyright. So, like, mm-hmm. 80% of that is going to be 
um, the, the sound's gonna get shut off. Yep. Um, I've done a live stream on I, like me and um, another DJ. Um, shout out to Arab. Uh, we did um, we did a live stream on Twitch mm-hmm. that seemed to work out. Um, it was just the fact that like we were just figuring out how to do it, mm-hmm. and um, at that at the time we obviously we were just brand new. I feel like everybody was brand new to like live streaming music like that. Yeah. So we were still trying to work out the kinks. Mm-hmm. So um, Twitch, I will give uh, full props for just because like you can actually like be able to do what you want to do on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like you're, you know, you're not, you know, you're not going to get away with it on YouTube. You know, you're not going to get away with it on Facebook. Mm-mm. It's just one of those things you just, you're just not going to get it done. So it's, it's, it's hard, especially whenever, um, you know, the whole wave of DJs started live streaming in general just to try to like have some type of normalcy and yeah. and um, and then Facebook cracked down hard. So like a lot, I know a lot of people that were like they'd live stream mm-hmm. and within like they try to post it within like five minutes, like it's gone. Like it's it's just not it's just not gonna happen. So like I essentially just like did not try to live stream just because like that. For that specific reason, on top of the fact that, like, this gave me more time to work in the studio on my own originals. That's how I got a lot of the the Kaleidoscope album done, just because I had so much ample time on my hands that, like, I had to be in the studio. You have, like, if you're a producer and you weren't in the studio during quarantine, I don't know what you were doing. But that was free time when the world was literally on pause. Yep. Yeah. Just time to do your craft and, and make music. You had literally so much time to just write and produce. Mm-hmm. It's um, been like eight-ish months now since dude, everything started. It's dude. crazy. And I'm still trying to like stay in the studio and try and be as productive as I was in, um, during quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, but I've actually talked to a lot of producers now, like, the writer's block during that time was also very real. Mm-hmm. So, like, even though I would get a lot of stuff done, there'd be a, there'd be a section of that time where I'd be like, I can't think of anything. Like, I'm my creativity is so bone dry; mm-hmm. it's, it's not even funny. And I spoke to a lot of people, and they felt the same way. Like a lot of um, producers felt the exact same way so i was like oh okay cool it wasn't just me because yeah. i was like this has got to be this is outrageous i had never had a drought that long before so it um i was like maybe maybe it's the quarantine i don't know like i don't want to just blame it on that just because it's mm-hmm. there like but no a lot of people had that issue because i'm a part of ableton group and a lot of people in there were like no dude like I couldn't think of anything for months and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so it wasn't just me then. Yeah. I feel like a lot of that, like the, the normal type of inspiration you'd get from the outside world and like going to concerts or festivals or whatever it may be like that inspiration was just also paused. Like you're, you're basically just like coming up with things. You might have some inspiration, but like you don't have other events going on that are like really pushing you toward a sound. You're yeah. Like, 
kind of stuck. So that that makes sense on a producer level. Yeah. Plus, like thinking like for instance, I will if I don't um, obviously pre COVID, mm-hmm. I would um, I was I would go to shows. But if I didn't get to go to them, then um, or if they're like on a major level, then I would look up the YouTube videos for like whoever set that I missed. Mm-hmm. So then I then that was literally like a refuel, like a recharge on my creativity because of because um, you would hear new sounds and new way like especially when you're a producer, like you hear new sounds and new ways to make different sounds, or you have a general idea of like how could I make how can I make a sound that's different? Um, and and like or you could go how can I make something like that and put my own spin on it Mm -hmm. so a lot of times like for me at least looking going to shows or like looking up uh, shows on like youtube in general like that i get reef like my creativity gets recharged so Mm -hmm. whenever all that stopped it just like it was done it was on like it was like my phone died like yeah just nothing yep nothing nothing you can do dude um I, I just thought of this in my head, but I played Quantum Power at the event last night. At the oh, shit. Seriously? Yeah, dude. Dude. Yeah, I was like, all right, this is new Jay Frank. And then fucking dropped dude. it. Dude. I love that Quantum song. Power. Quantum Power. <laughs> that was, that's easily one of my favorite songs. Easily one of my favorite songs. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't know, like, the reason, where the name Quantum Power came from was, um... I was already working on the track, and mm-hmm. so like I just had a I just had a gap of dead space for the drop. I didn't know what to put there, and so um, a commercial like I'm I'm just kind of watching TV. I took a break. I'm watching TV, and my little nephews are over, and something came on like Nickelodeon about like Power Rangers, mm-hmm. and it showed like all the throwback. It was like a it was like a little, um, you know how like Marvel has their like their little intro where it shows like all the previous Marvel movies. Yeah, it was like that. It showed like all the previous Power Rangers, and then um, and when I was growing up, I watched um, Lightspeed Rescue, and one of the Rangers he he would when he would morph, he yelled out Quantum Power, and I saw that and I was like, dude. And so I immediately ran to the studio. I started looking up like I just looked up like YouTube. I was because like I completely forgot about all of that, so I had to like mm-hmm. re do research on like that season of Power Rangers and like yeah, what Ranger it was, mm-hmm. then YouTube that, and then I finally got a good clip, and I was like, "That's it," and it's him saying Quantum Power, and that's it. Like I was like, "That's the name," Dude. and so whenever the drop hits, that's literally the actor saying Quantum Power. That's sick. That, that's so cool. Dude. I never would have expected that that origin for the like track concept Man. and name. Yeah, like my me, I want to say it was more so my brother than it was me. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like both of us were super into Power Rangers when we were kids. So like, Dude, I love Power Rangers. Those explosions, they would just punch. Oh my and they god, would that would give me all the testosterone my little like <laughs> five year old body could handle. Like, Dude, right? Yeah, I was sitting there like. When they blew up, like they would do the little like the pose, and then the monster would drop behind them, and like the giant ass explosion. It's like, dude, it, right. yeah, it's it, everything. <laughs> it was everything at that time. So yeah, I still hold like as like childhood like shows. Power Rangers was like up there. So when so when that hat when that light bulb went off, mm-hmm. I was like, this is just a really dope way to like go back 
to what like to literally one of my origin like a part of my origin as far as like what i used to watch so yeah it's it's actually kind of funny how that came about but yeah that's that's where the name and the drop came from at the same time i knocked Sick, out two dude. birds two birds with one stone and i yeah. was like Go fuck yeah, go me, dude. Dude, that's that's sick. the The whole album is great, and um, what what ne- so it was uh, how many songs did it end up being? Seven? It ended up being seven. Yeah, that's what I thought. It um, was originally going to be eight, oh. but I yeah, there's still a track that I haven't oh. released yet. Still a track I haven't released yet that was going to be a part of it, but um, when when I was releasing it. Um, at that point, I was like, I was conversating with some friends and they were like, um, for an EP, that's like a pretty lengthy EP. Like that might as well be an album. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, yeah. And I, and I just kind of thought about that for the next few days. And I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to shave this one off for now, just so I can release it later. And I dropped it down to seven. Um, but any, but regardless, mm. it wasn't even an E, it wasn't an EP that more after that, because an EP has to be what, four songs in 30, under 30 minutes, something yeah, like that. Typically, yeah. Typically, like four to six. Mm-hmm. So anything after that, that's an album. So I was just like, you know what? All right. We'll just call it an album and call it a day. Cause mm-hmm. I was already at that point, I was already so ready to just let everybody hear it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, yeah let's bet. just call it an album, get the artwork fixed, because it had the Kaleidoscope EP on it. Mm-hmm. So I had to get that taken off and things like that. And it was just a good, it, was, it just felt so good to get that out. Because that whole album is expressing my emotions from the moment I got here, from the moment I moved to Nebraska till then, like up to that point. Mm-hmm. So it was like a super... It was so it was so therapeutic, essentially, because I it was like such a roller coaster ride from when I got here to trying to get my name out there to playing at Karma and like like the pinnacle of that, and then mm-hmm. like having to like during the summer going to CWS, being on stage for CWS, then playing like four shows and three nights and doing all this other stuff. Um, and being on a shit ton then my birthday hit and that was absolutely insane and so like and then there was a lot of lows of like getting rejected for shows or like telling people telling me that i was going to be on a show and it just didn't work out and like just mm-hmm. all the all the like no's you get and yeah. a bunch of other stuff so it was just all the emotions of like ups and downs of being here up to that point mm-hmm. that made that album dude that's crazy that's that's so dude i couldn't imagine like i've every time i've made a track like the second i'm done the second i get it mastered the second it's ready i'm like okay release time like dude having all like seven tracks just like that you're holding like nobody's Mm -hmm. seen these yet like uh i would have it would be so tough i would want to just show everybody like i would just want to blast it the the worst part about it was not saying anything that was the worst part just because like at that point yeah you're sitting on seven songs and mind you they're all done mm-hmm. and you're just waiting for the release date to hit so you're just like and then people will be asking you like oh so you got any new music coming up and i'm like yeah and then yep. like 
care to dive a little deeper into that? And I'm like, no, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. And I'm, and so I was, like, obviously like as it got closer, then I'd leak a little more, a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but once it all got done, I was like, yeah, I immediately want, I, I feel you mm-hmm. once it's mastered. I immediately want to be like, all right, there you go. Yep. But like new thing, you, but you gotta, you know, you already know the drill. You gotta have time to promote it, mm-hmm. do all that stuff. So I mean, like you gotta give it at least like a couple weeks at yeah, minimum, minimum, just to let everybody know, hey, I'm bringing, I'm making this track. It comes out this day. You should pre-save it or do whatever, like mm-hmm. do whatever, because um, that was a whole like. Yeah, that's just how it goes, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, Even, yeah, it's just the pro. It's just the process. Yep. And so and there's no getting around it. No, no, you gotta have that time to promote it. Even that those two weeks while I'm waiting, like the weeks that I was waiting before Ghost Bear got released, I was just sitting there like, this is crazy. Like I've listened to this song a thousand times while I was making it, and nobody's heard it. Yeah. Like yeah. It, like, it makes whenever you do that too. Like if you hold that music back and then like release it, like it makes the surprise so much more. Mm-hmm. But like during the time, you're like, oh, I just wanna, I just wanna show people. Man, dude, it's. And you know, like you put your heart and your soul into the in that stuff. So like you usually want to be like, hey, look what I did. Like mm-hmm. I'm so proud of this, regardless of whatever what anybody thinks. Mm-hmm. I did that. So I trust me, I totally feel you on that. Just because like, especially with a seven track album, like, yeah, that that was tough. Just because of how proud I was. Of, of it and I still am proud yeah. of it like you fucking killed it um you know I was talking to Matt Trapp uh, shout out to Matt Trapp mm-hmm. um and we were just talking and um and he he's got some years on me mm-hmm. and so he's like dude if you just stay consistent within within those um within those years to make up the time mm-hmm. to get to where I am dude you're gonna be like you, there's no telling where you'll be, mm-hmm. and I was like, and it, it was really it was really dope to hear that from him, just because like um, for one thing, um, I haven't heard from him in a while because uh, he was at his honeymoon. Congratulations, by the way. Congrats! Yeah, um, I saw that wedding. Yeah, that's yeah. Sick. Um, and so he was off doing that, so I haven't seen him in in forever. It's plus it was that plus with quarantine and all that stuff going on, so it was a good time to just kind of kick it and talk with him for a while. And um, and for him to say that it was very um, it was like really. I don't even know what word I would use to describe it, but well, that's like I feel like that's like, like a wow, so, like that's inspiring, but also like so supportive of you as like a new artist. And yeah, someone that's being around for so long, right? Like, like everybody so knows a string theory. So like for for it to come from him, I was like, wow, that's that that means a lot. That means mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, just because, um, because with me, I don't like to, um, like, I am very prone in not giving myself enough credit. So, mm-hmm. like, most artists are. Yeah, yeah. So whenever I released it, um, if somebody asked me, like, how do you think it's doing? I was like, oh, I think it's doing okay. But like, or how do you think you did on it? Like, I think I think I think I did all right, pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then people come up like, "Dude, you fucking murdered that!" And I was like, I'm, "Like," and I just don't know how to react because like I don't give myself 
enough credit, like that same amount of credit. So mm-hmm. I think they're just like, oh, no, you're just messing with me. And they're like, no, like you did that. So, um, yeah, that's just how I am a lot of times. Like I just do not give myself the credit that I actually deserve. So mm-hmm. in which case, like I just try to stay and for the most part. It's just because I try to stay humble. Like I don't try to brag. I don't try to boast about what I do or, or like, or whatever, like whatever there is to brag about. Like I just, mm-hmm. that's just not the way to go about it, especially in this industry. Like, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. That it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause it's like, it's like you're you super you're super proud about it and you're super happy that you like made it and you want to show people. Mm. But then people telling you that it's good, you're like there's always like a hint of doubt in your mind, like oh I could have done this better or like I could have done this. Man, like oh like do you really like it? Or are you just saying that? Like I, I'm my own worst critic. Oh personally. man, seriously, no. Me and my manager will be in the studio, and I'll be we'll just. I'll just start it from the top, whatever track I'm like I released together not too mm-hmm. long ago. Yeah, right? and we were did. and we were listening to it, and he was like, and the track ended, and he was like, that's it, and then I was still sitting there like, no, mm-hmm. like there's still like four different things I could do, and he's like, dude, stop, and he finally like, he finally stopped me. I was like, look, whatever you're trying to do, whatever edits you're about to make are going to be so minuscule that nobody else is going to hear it but you. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. All right, I got it. Mm -hmm. So, like, he and he was right. Because, like, all that stuff were, like, super microscopic edits that the only person that would have known that that was changed was me. Like, sonically, no one else would have heard it unless... You were in the studio when it happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I that's just one of those things I got to work at. Yeah, well, that, I mean, I feel like that that mindset, though, that, like, striving to always improve on yourself, like, that is, even though it can, like, make things tough when you're, like, going actually finishing a song, like, yeah. that mindset of always wanting to improve, that's, that's important to have, I think. Dude, yeah. Like, it it kind of sucks sometimes, but, like, always trying to do your absolute best in any type of music that you're making... Mm-hmm. Like it pays off, but it it just sucks because you're sitting there like, oh this this volume like when I was making Ghost Bear I was like okay this volume is at negative nine I need to change this to negative eight point five bring like another thing slightly like just slight minute changes yeah but it's for the betterment of like you too not just the song mm-hmm. yeah having that like I get to where I'm like a super perfectionist when it comes to my music. Because I hold myself to such a high standard. Because, um, um, mm-hmm. like, back in the Dallas scene, again, shout out to the Dallas scene. Mm-hmm. I love Texas. Um, everybody there is is wanting to go as hard as possible, do the best that they can at the best of their ability. So, um, so when, like, I bring that here, like, a lot of people will just kind of be like, oh, no, that sounds good. I'm like, no, that's not enough. Like, that... I still have this much more to go. Like if I show, um, I'll show somebody an ID, like a concept that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, that sounds great. And I'm like, really? Like that sounds like garbage. Cause I have not mixed it yet. Mm-hmm. Or like, I'm not even done mixing it or whatever the case may be. But, um, yeah, everybody back there, like they put, they go 210% regard in everything, whether it's, 
whether it's DJing or whether it's the producing, whether it's um, on the professional side as far as like networking, everything. So, um, yeah, I just try to keep that, I guess guess you could say like um, that mentality from where I came from over here. So it's just it's just how a lot of people operated out there, you know. Dude, how um how was that, dude? You came from Dallas to Nebraska. How was that? Cuz I I came out of like when I was 5, I moved away from Texas. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't imagine living like most my life there and then coming here. Like that must have been a big change. I will say right now that was easily the hardest thing I've ever had to do because I was you know, how do you sit there and make the decision of, okay, I'm going to move away from everything I know and love, essentially, mm-hmm. and move to a foreign land where I have to start from square one on every aspect. Like, you're moving, and you're moving 600 miles away, so it's not like just a couple hour drive and I'm back home. Like, yeah. No, it's not that simple. But, um, but it was definitely the most challenging thing physically mentally emotionally thing uh that i've ever had to do just because like but what i've realized was it was the best decision that i made because because for one thing it got me out of my comfort zone dallas is my comfort zone Mm -hmm. as um from when because you know i i grew up there and went to elementary school middle school high school college all that so like i had all my friends all my family for the most part, that everybody that, you know, I needed was there. Mm-hmm. So I didn't need to go anywhere else. So yeah. so when I moved out here, um, it was super challenging just to get um, resituated and acquainted mm-hmm. with a lot of other people that I didn't know. Um, and, you know, just, just as the, like, oh, yeah, I'm the new kid on the block, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of. Um, I was getting a lot of that, which, you know, it didn't bother me, but, um, it just gave me that I needed to prove something. So, Mm -hmm. but it was definitely a challenge, a big challenge. And it was the best, it was the best decision I ever made because, um, I learned, I've learned so many things as far as from a producer standpoint, from a DJ standpoint, from a networking standpoint, and just in all facets of the industry itself, that now I can go back to Dallas with all the tools that I that I acquired True. here, and and immediately just go hard the paint. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really, um, and I feel like all artists need to do that. I feel like all artists need to do that at some point, just because of how much I've grown. It's. I feel like it'd be beneficial for anybody who's yeah. wanting to take their, um, take their. It doesn't even have to be music related. Just anything that they have a passion for to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I think that like overarching concept of stepping out of the comfort zone, mm-hmm. like that. That's really powerful because it it brings on so much more creativity, but mm-hmm. also like different nerves and different pressures and like a bunch of new things, and you have to navigate it. Like, you have to navigate the Omaha, like, Dallas scene coming to the Omaha scene, I bet, even though, like, some similarities, like, vastly different. There's different people, different genres that are popping, different different things, different effort levels, different, like, 
ways to put music out there. That's yeah, that's man. A lot. It's it's going <clears throat> from such a a vast ocean to a relatively smaller pond, mm-hmm. and it's so it's it's just it was almost a culture shock just because of how different it was. Because back in Dallas, like on almost every aspect, there's so much more. Obviously, because it's a it's a way bigger metro. Yeah. So, so like just venue wise, you know, Green Elephant Stereo Live, rest in peace, Stereo Live, because that went down during COVID. Mm. But Bomb Factory, you have all these different avenues as far as like, and they range from from you know your newcomer, your your this is your first set ever to you're watching you know Skrillex or whoever the whoever else live like mm-hmm. major headliner status so in everything in between but uh and here you just have somewhat like and i'm not even trying to bag on omaha but just mm-hmm. like it's just the it's just smaller yeah that's it and um and that's on every aspect of dallas like yet the amount of venues the quality of the venues the amount of producers and the amount of djs in dallas the um, the actual size of the scene in Dallas, mm-hmm. um, the list goes on. Like it, um, it's just definitely it's its own, it's its own monster, and um, and I miss I miss it so 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 much. And and to put it in the grand scheme of things, that's just Dallas. You True. have Houston, you have Austin, you have mm-hmm. San Antonio, mm-hmm. you even wow. have Corpus Christi, the smaller uh, the smaller scenes in Corpus Christi, Lubbock, thing like et cetera, et cetera. So it just goes on and on and on and on. So yeah, it just that's just Dallas alone. And a lot of times, if you have a big enough name, people are coming from those major cities, which are also bigger than Omaha. To Dallas for said show, so I mean, like, it's just huge scene. It's it's incredible, and don't even get me started about lights all night because that's lights all night is essentially New Year's Eve. It's a just a it's a festival for New Year's Eve essentially. So it's it's usually like two days, you know, New Year's Eve, like the thirty first, or like the thirty first and the first, and they'll have like. They've had, I know they've had Skrillex on there. They've, wow. Pretty sure they've had Porter Robinson. They've had some huge names, huge, huge, huge names within the um, throughout the years of doing it. And um, even though I've unfortunate, like I could have gone a few times, but um, I, I just don't remember why I didn't go, per se. But regardless, that's like crazy, yeah, yeah that's scene, scene difference, mm-hmm. man. Like, yeah. It's just been fucking crazy. So, yeah, the scene in Dallas is just amazing. Um, yeah, I miss it every day. But hopefully I do end up planning on coming back and um, picking up where I, where I left off. Because a lot of people don't know, I was just more so of a, of a showgoer back then. Mm-hmm. I didn't how really long, do a whole lot. How long ago did you move here? I moved here in December... December of 2018. So actually, whoa, yeah. So I didn't know that was though that soon, that recent. Yeah. Wow. So three years. Yeah. Yeah, going on two right now. Um, so it's been a it's been a wild ride just for how recent it's been. Mm-hmm. It's been wild for how quick it's gone. Cause like now I can say like I've already played at um, 
all the major clubs around here mm-hmm. played at Slowdown, gone to gone and done stuff in KC, done stuff in Des Moines, Sioux City, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know. So when I take everything that I've learned back down there, I'm ready to just go. Like, because they have, like, the Dallas scene has no idea what's about to hit them whenever I do a show. So it's going to be be nuts whenever we get shows back, hopefully soon. I hope so soon, dude. Man, like, that's why I'm having so much hope. I have so much faith and hope for 2021. Mm-hmm. That we get back on like track, just as a just as humanity as a whole. Like, can we hit the can we hit the resume button, please? Mm-hmm. Like, um, as far as getting this pandemic under control, because a lot of people tend to forget that it's not just the U.S. It's literally worldwide. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I have a lot of hope for twenty twenty one as far as not only as far as getting the. Um, pandemic under control, but me doing shows back in Dallas and shows coming back as a whole and everything in between. That's kind of how I feel about it. Dude, yeah. I I completely agree. I feel like 2021, if if things do get under control, I feel like it'll be an absolute like blossoming of everything. It'll be like 2020 Man. part two, because we'll be able to actually, like the real 2020, like we'll be able to uh, go to shows perform so many new things that artists have done in this year that nobody's been able to see mm-hmm. we'll be able to see it like yep. art the artists will grow the people are going to want to go to shows because they've had no shows for a year yeah like the second we get this thing under control it's going to be an absolute blossom of oh man artists. just from a scene perspective the amount of sh- like i don't care what show it is i don't care who's headlining or who's on the lineup Whatever the first major show or like the first major tour is, it's going ham. It like at every stop. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a show, just like a one off show, that show's popping. Period. Mm. It doesn't matter who it is or what it is. Whatever it's gonna be, it's just everybody's going. Everybody's going. It, it will work. Yeah. It could be <coughs> Oh man, I'm not even <laughs> See, I was gonna say something like I was gonna say something like a lot of the canceled DJs, but like mm. we're not even gonna go there. He's like, it could be a Datsik back to back space. Jesus yeah, show. man, back to back bass nectar, just all three ah, of them on man. a tour. See, see yeah. like a lot. Big old stub my but, toe against the wall. But five it's times. to the point. But it's to the point where people would actually contemplate going to that. Yeah, they'd be like they 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 throw it up in there like. I feel like people would go, but they just wouldn't tell anybody they went. Like they'd go. And then like, every, they'd yeah, go and then, yeah, yeah, it's friends. Yeah, no. like, did you go to that show? I'm like, hell no, I didn't go to that show. No, they're, they're gonna, all lit. Yeah, nobody's gonna go. Like everybody's gonna go and say nothing, but then gonna be surprised. Like, oh, you're here? I yeah. thought you weren't going. Yep. And, Everyone will be there. Yeah. Everybody's like trying to hide themselves. Exactly. They're gonna be like, oh shit, that's someone. And yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be. It'd be really just really sus as far as like people trying to act like they're not gonna go, but they definitely want to. Mm-hmm. It's just some. It's something, and, and it's I think in no the way concept. saying that any of our scene supports these artists. It's more so just the fact that since we have cooped up so yeah. much, people are like, okay, if I can go out to a show where I know it's going to be big pull, big sound system, like big artists, mm-hmm. like I want to be there. Like yeah. end of story. Yeah. Um. Actually, the um, Trap Squad and Friends. That, that was, was amazing. That yeah. was the last show that like that was announced, and then everybody was like. I'm going. I don't care. I'm getting my 
job. I'm I'm taking that day off mm. or whatever I gotta do. I'm going, and I knew I knew like some. I think I think Jeff himself. Shout out to Jeff. I um, Jeff. I think He's he put so out kind. a um. Yeah, dude, I fucking love Jeff. Um, he put out a Facebook post that was like, um, oh yeah, roll call. Who's all going? And I. I didn't even see the comment section, but it was like 48 comments. And I was like, I just kept scrolling because I knew. I knew. I was like, yep, I'll be there. It's the move. Yeah, that that was the move. And I still like, um, I remember Kevin, Kev, I saw Kevin there just because I, I just like to go to support the boys, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I saw Kevin. He was like, yo, you got your flash drive on you. I was like, always. is that even a question? Like, yep. that's such a... DJ rule, you gotta have a flash always. drive. Always, I always have my emergency flash drive just yeah, in case. Just in case, it came in handy twice, which is more times yeah, we'll than come I thought. In handy right, many more times. Many yep. more times. Yep. So he's like, "You got your flash drive on?" I was like, "Hell yeah, I got my flash drive." And he's like, "All right, cool. We're doing a huge back to back. Be on stage at one o'clock." I was like, "It's all right." So that's that's what I did, and um, I remember I um, I played the, like my my intro edit, and then Quantum Power. Mm-hmm. And I remember I, that. I yeah, was up there. That that was ah. Uh, Zach played that. That the other night. felt yeah. So I, I good. told him I played. I played, that I played that last, last night. Last that, night. Yeah, yeah, that's which I super appreciate. Yeah, dude. Um, I just remember when those two songs. When I played those two, because yeah, you know, as a back to back, you're doing twos or mm-hmm. whatever y'all agree to on stage. Mm-hmm. And when those two drops hit, it was just straight euphoria to the veins, mm-hmm. like. Just for that amount of, like, as good of a pull crowd that was, like, and don't get me wrong, everybody had temperature checks there. Yep. Everybody right was, when we went in. Everybody was clean. Like, yep. they had masks They had masks all the on. tables separated, and, like, everything was social yes, distanced. Yes, everything well. was socially distanced, fine. Mm-hmm. So, just to get that out the way, but, um... It was, it, it was so good. It was so, it felt so good to just do it at mm-hmm. even if it was for two tracks didn't matter it was just like it just felt so good to be back and to get that glimpse <laughs> of like anything pre 2020 so yeah it's like when you haven't been home in like six months and you get a and you get a on, you, know, you get a poop on your toilet for the first time in <laughs> six months then you just no. that, then you know you're home when you get to go home and use no. the toilet that you is yours like for the yeah. first time no. that is that is the most freeing and homebound experience I no. feel like I feel like it's whenever you either like take a nap in your bed yeah. or Ooh. you get that like first home cooked meal those oh. two the naps the naps it is that is honestly that that night felt like a good old nap in my own bed it felt like oh man it was finally like that that gave me like okay if this is happening. Things are getting better from here. There's going to be more shows. It's going to be fantastic. Like, finally, the world is going to open up. Mm -hmm. And then the absolute opposite. Just a complete, direct nosedive. Like, 10 out of 10 perfect swan dive into an ocean of COVID. Pretty much. Like, it it just... I don't even want to go swimming. I'm glad. Not in COVID, but... (laughs) I just swim in a sea of COVID. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm Preferably so not. I'm so over it. I'm so over it. Like um as far as like people not wanting to cooperate as far as like wearing a mask and like not understanding like it just does not make a whole lot of sense like wear mm-hmm. a mask. At least even if not for you, if you don't care, do it for the people around you. 
Right. Like do it for do it for your friend's grandma that could catch COVID if you give it to them. Like that's right. some real shit. Like just dude, just wear and like, you know, you see all the like meme videos of like the Karen's that are like arguing a bunch of people and they're just like, dude, just wear a mask and like mm-hmm. and even though yeah, it's a meme and it's funny, but like there's still the underlying issue it's not that hard. It's literally mm-hmm. just a piece of... The whole of, reason it's a meme is because people are making it an issue when it should not have been an issue in the first place. People are making... It's funny to get memed in the first place because it, it shouldn't be that hard for everybody to just put a mask on their face. But the fact that everybody makes it such a political and difficult topic... That's because that, it was... Yeah, it, that's the sole reason why it was, it was made an issue because it was made political. Mm-hmm. Like, in which case, like, as soon as it became political, then everybody had to put their two cents in and like oh no this doesn't make sense why do i have to do this they're taking away my freedom blah 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 when mm-hmm. it's just like dude it's not that hard like we're all we're literally not even just us but the entire planet is dealing with this yep you can take two seconds and put cloth over like your there's face soul searching right? needs to be done if you put a mask on and you feel at a lack of freedom like you feel like all of your freedoms have been stripped from you in in a society where in america we are eluded with freedoms that we really have but don't even really have in america anyways so now that we're throwing this mask on that's 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 the kicker like now that i have a mask on my freedoms are gone like it wasn't any of the other things that the government has taken from us in the past i don't know 50 years like that wasn't tearing out our freedom it's it's just the mask Cool, whatever. Like I, I don't, I don't have an argument for that for people when they're like, ah, yep, everything is fine. The government's doing great, but now they put this mask on me and my freedom's gone. I'm like, oh, yeah, like feel it. Cool. Like I respect your opinion. But yeah, a lot of people are just not gonna. They're just not gonna want to do it. And they won't do it. Honestly, that's what brought us here. They're literally ready to bring their lawyers up about it. To not wear a mask. Really? Oh, it got to that point. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, I mean, there's technically there's a like some kind of a loophole where if a business tries to kick you out for not wearing a mask Mm -hmm. like at least before some of the new laws have passed recently Mm -hmm. like you could sue a business for kicking you out for not wearing a mask there was why would you even want to take it that far in the first place money people People don't have anything better to do either people they feel they feel as if their rights as a human is infringed because they have to care about others Mm mm-hmm they feel but like they, don't, they but they don't a... but they don't see it like that. No. They see it as like like they don't see it as I'm looking out for other people. Mm-hmm. Like someone's like, taking something from me and I don't have to give it to but, them. But okay, but repeat that sentence. Something somebody's taking something from me. Yeah, they make it about themselves. I yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah. and it's it's super it's a super selfish way about going uh, about going about the situation. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah, like it's a global man, pandemic. You can't you can't treat this as like an individual issue. This isn't yeah. an individual issue. This is a worldwide issue. Yeah. It'd be one thing it'd be one thing if like yeah, somebody in your house got the flu. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that where like you have relative control because this is in your household. Yeah. Cool. You do you because that's Contained. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's within your realm of actual freedoms. But when yeah. people get like we're talking, we're get to talking about freedoms. Like people get it gets messy when people forget that. Okay, I have my freedoms to go do these things in public, but other people's have their freedoms and their rights to be safe in public too. So if there are these rules that they have been given expectations that 
in this business that these rules are going to be followed. Mm. They have a right to feel safe in this place with these rules being laid out. So you walk in without a mask and you're infringing mm. on their rights to feel safe in mm. the same business. Mm -hmm. So yes, you're trying to maintain your rights, but you're also infringing on someone else's. So what, that's a double-edged sword where it's like, yes, I'm protecting my own rights, but if you're so focused on rights, you wouldn't, be, yes, yep. you wouldn't be stepping that's on someone else's to get your own freedoms. Right. And it's mm -hmm. just like, man... More like wear a, story. a mask. Dude. Wear a mask. That's it's easy. Just wear a mask. This will all hopefully be over soon. It's getting com worse by the day. Yeah, hopefully within like the next. I want to give it six months. Uh, okay, so I want to. There's only I wanna, so many more people in Nebraska that can get COVID. So, <laughs> so I will say to start to spread a little positivity, just like just to start it. Mm -hmm. um, talking about there is a vi uh, no virus, a vaccine that's being tested. That's yeah. being tested. True. Um, now I don't know as far as they say it's up to ninety to ninety five percent accuracy, um, but hopefully there. I think the last thing I heard about it is they're they're trying to figure out what all side effects come with it. Yeah, um, yeah. So hopefully they can work that out and get that rolling soon because. So they're in like the their last case of trials, basically just essentially, out. yeah, yeah like late stage trials. Yeah, yeah. so. Um, hopefully that'll roll out within like the next, what, three, four, five months. Hopefully. I would say so. Maybe check with your doctor or local hospital. Maybe you could sign up for COVID vaccine. Yeah, experimentation. Maybe make some money. I mean, get yeah. shot up with the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, if, if like you know people are um, you know hurting, so like that's, that's a potential way to get some money there. So, but like yeah, I'm I'm hopeful for this vaccine just because like. We need it so bad. And so then yeah. we can go back to just being people, yeah. you know, like doing what we usually do. Mm -hmm. Not six feet apart from everyone. Yeah. So, I mean, like, just so we can get back to, like, some type of normal. Yeah. Because that's what a lot of people are just wanting. That's why a lot of people, that's um, that's my theory. Is like, they just don't, they don't want to let go. Mm -hmm. well, for the other for other people the reality of mm -hmm. the situation this being something that they can't control people won't accept that it's like mm -hmm. i i have this i've always been in this bubble where everything is within a, a range of control that i can adjust myself mm -hmm. but when COVID happened everybody all this like sense of control that people have even though it's really you don't really have control over everything mm -hmm. the sense of control has been taken away because even our government that uh, eludes us with all this controlling feeling and they're mm -hmm. telling you know they're telling us these things that make us feel in power mm -hmm. they don't know what to tell us they're so lost at it that they can't even tell us something to make us feel powerful because they don't know what the fuck to do so at that point yeah. everybody is just like running around with chick like chickens with their heads cut off and it there's just backlash all the way through yeah so i mean like how good is it going to sound if the government was like yeah we don't even know what we're doing True. Yeah, yeah that's why. Like, yeah, that, and they've that, never that's more issues. And they've ne but they've never actually said that. But a lot of the th the ways that they've addressed the issue to start has oh, came that's a that's like a that. huge red flag of I have no idea what I'm doing right they, now. Many of them don't, especially at the start, dude. Yeah, you could. I mean, that was the scary part. When was Trump that, like, was talking about like all the ways dude. that you could get the virus, and people were thinking that like eating Chinese food could give you the coronavirus. Or when Trump was telling people that there's it was possible that you could just inject bleach into bleach. bleach. We'll just we'll just inject some bleach and that'll kill the coronavirus. He said he said this in a press conference in a Senate House, like in front of a group full of 
politicians. He said, Dude, right. yeah, one of my doctors told me that if you inject a little bit of bleach in there, it could kill the coronavirus. And I'm sitting here. <laughs> oh. All right, boys, let's go to the cleaner store. Yep. Like. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what we're dealing with. We're right all now. getting our cures for corona at the dry cleaners. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. It just blows me away that somebody who has the position of the president of the United States publicly said, hey, inject bleach. <laughs> it's good for you. It's good for you. It, yep. could, it could cure it corona. Could. <laughs> it could. It could. It could fucking cure. kill you and your like, entire brain. People actually did it, too. Yeah. yeah I said, I wonder Somebody how many and died. Yeah. Like, Some dude went to the hospital after doing that and wanted to, like, sue because it didn't do anything positive for him. It just almost killed him because it's bleach. Oh, wow. It's bleach. Shocker. Hmm. It's bleach. I, 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 um, I'm questioning my own understanding of common sense to think where anybody thought that that would... I don't care what... It, literally, I could watch Jesus Christ ascend down from heaven, and if you told me that like bleach needed to go into my veins, I would be like, Jesus, I respect your image and everything that you do, but no, like there is a line that I will draw. Whereas you could be a holy entity brought down in front of me, and if you're telling me to do something I know is gonna probably kill me, probably not. Probably not a good idea. Not a good move. No, that's probably not what we're doing here. Yeah, I mean, like it. I still have high hopes for 2021. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep being optimistic about it, just because mm-hmm. like there's no point in being for the mm-hmm. most part. That's the best way to go about it. One of the most positive thought I feel like is like to think about on it is that after all this time where everybody was like hoping, okay, this is going to be four months, this is going to be six months, this is going to be eight months, like everybody's like hopes and dreams for it being over immediately has been shot to shit like all the way through. So at this point, we're almost a year and a half in, you know, we're like approaching almost a year. Has it only been a year? Time has felt so weird. It's like, so it's, it, it, it went fast and then slow and then fast it's again. It's felt so slow. Like, yeah. this year has gone... This year has essentially been the slow... Like, how I've experienced years, this has gone the absolute slowest ever. Mm-hmm. Just because of, like... I felt like every day during the... Especially during the lockdown was just dragging... Dude, like, uh, mid-March to about, like, June-ish, somewhere around there, that was rough. That was rough. I had a lot of fun during that month. Oh, I know. We we all, well, it was literally all of us here quarantining together because we were already hanging out. We locked down in this apartment and just got lit. (laughs) Yeah, we just got lit for months. Months. It was, like, almost two months. That's all we could do. My work was, everything was closed. It was just litty, litty o'clock. At all times. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a financial strain for me for sure. Same. We drank so many beers, and then we started the podcast. That's that's like literally right before Reese moved to Oregon. Was like he he taught me how to shotgun beers, and I was like going through like a twenty four case of like cheapy beers. Like just I'd wake up in the morning and shotgun four for breakfast. Like oh my! I'd get to my fourth one. I'd just be like I'd get it down, and then just like half of it comes up in foam immediately. That was me this morning. Oh me. my god! It's great. Yeah, morning, morning beers are rough. Empty stomach beers are. Yeah, I was gonna say empty stomach. Oh, Jesus! That foam, that foam gets too real. Yeasty liquid. Mm. Yeah, you just 
liquid bread at that point. So you, have to, you, you become a science experiment pretty quickly. You do. Your body's like, hmm. Yeah, we're going to hit the eject button on that. Yeah, Just, like it's <clears throat> time to go out, man. Yeah, it's not. Nope, you tried. Goodbye. Yeah, I don't know how you do it because Practice. I know. And, and, and uh, what it, it'd be considered a, a disease, right? Alcoholism is a disease. Technically, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so it's, it's disease-driven. Yeah. Disease driven. Disease driven. I'm proud of you, Patrick. Wow. A, Holy shit. It's a positive trait for that. So it's the first step in making sure, like, getting rid of it eventually. It's, I know sip. it's there. Yeah, yeah. A little sip. Yeah. Sip rooney. Well, man, um, what are you doing now? Is there anything that you'd like to, to plug as we get to the tail end of this cast? Is there anything going on? Uh, by the way, you can find him on all social media platforms, J. Frank or official J. Frank. Um, yeah. Check him out. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, SoundCloud, SoundCloud. Um, my music's on all all platforms. It is. Um, you know, Spotify, Apple, uh, iTunes. You can be on Google Play. If you use TikTok, it's on. It's on fucking TikTok. Yeah, um, it's on TikTok. So yeah, go stream it. Kaleidoscope is out now. Together's out now. Amazing. Um, I am working on, I think it's going to be a three-track EP. Mm. That's what I'm thinking right now. Ooh. Yeah. Exciting. I am super excited. because um, And I'm kind of um, letting a lot of different artists that I look up to hear it. Um, um, my homie um, Eric, shout out to Sweet Teeth. Um, I've been sending him a lot of my shit just to see what he thinks. Um, just getting good feedback and um, also echoes down. I love um, echoes down, dude. He's a he's shout incredible. out to Mason, man. Yeah, Mason's so talented and he never showcases it. I'm he, like, dude, release this music. You you need to make I, more. I <laughs> I love that dude. Um, mm-hmm. Him and I's collab is probably like as far as um as far as this music goes. I love how melodic it is mm-hmm. um and how like that dude is so talented he it's is. not even funny i have a i have wanting to, i've been wanting to work on it it's still just like in the vault somewhere i've been wanting to work on his song um coming up mm-hmm. uh, a remix of that i just have it but like i'm so uh, but i'm like not um it's not. I just don't think it's ready. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there like it's one of those. Okay, you know when you ever look at a track and you're just sitting there like something's wrong with this, and I don't know what. Mm-hmm. It's like I'll come back. So to you later. yeah, I'll come back to you later. Mm-hmm. So it's sitting there. I have a full remix of it done, but I'm just waiting for um, for me to go back to it so then I can actually improve on it. Because you know whenever you go to different projects and you start doing better stuff, mm-hmm. and you go back to old projects. Then you're like, oh yeah, I know, I know exactly what I want to do, and you yep. just like, and then like you get in that flow state, and mm-hmm. immediately it just like ends up working Shout out. Shout out flow state. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. I feel Dead that ass in all aspects of life. Yeah, Shout flow out, state. Shout out hidden flow state. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Mason, dude. Release more things. Please. Release more stuff. Yep. Release more. Make some more mixes. Play more. You're so talented on the decks. Yeah. The last everything. The last time I played with him was at um, we were at Parley West. We actually oh. we did a wave out on Parley Wait, West. Wait, that was that was when we opened actually. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was there. I remember that. Yep. That, that was, so was a fun night. The shit. That was and great. That was still when oh, I um. He played that night. Yes, yeah. and okay. he. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my this God! Be, he... Dude, this was right before COVID. This was January. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a couple months. Yep. Right before. And COVID. I, I remember, I remember thinking like, he's Mason is literally like top three as far as like producers. I don't mm-hmm. even know. I don't even have a third. It's literally a tie between him, Jackson or Zarklor. Mm-hmm. I don't even have a third. Like it's the, between those two because like those have been like all, like. Um, whether it's something that they um, they kind of make and they just kind of like put it in the vault somewhere, or or they actually release it, regardless of which one, it, they're always consistent as far as like their production level, mm-hmm. and it never ceases to amaze me just because of how good they are. And I'm like, man, yeah. though, and both they're both so unappreciated, dude. Right? Same they're with both. Um, the only other person I can think of is Jeff Updike. Oh he, my god. He's, a, he's, he's literally a god. He's, a he's sicko. like an he's actual an actual sicko. He's really good friends with um Kill the Noise now. He's like a mod on his Discord and really good friends with him. He's, he's made a lot of really good connects doing the things that he's been doing cuz he's a god. The first track I've ever heard from him was his um his collab with London. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That um what's that track called um uh, whoever's, who's next, next, whoever's next? Yeah. yeah. That Man. shit. I don't even know why that's not even in my set list. I need to throw that on. Like, I also need to do that. There are new songs coming out this month, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys see that um, photo shoot that they did? Mm-hmm. So I've talked to him a few. I've talked to him. Um, we've sent a couple texts here and there on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still trying to perfect my sound. So, like, so I would kind of see. I would kind of try to pick his brain a little bit mm-hmm. on, like, um, just on production in yeah, general, like techniques, ways to do things. Yeah, um, it was like for for a while I was um, I was really watching him and Kramos. Mm-hmm. Kramos is great. Kramos has a lot. I of remember good his stuff. show, his like EP. Or I I really um, CD or something. I was there when he did uh, when he did that show at the waiting room. Yep, the first one. time. Yeah. Oh, the first time. Yeah, the first time. Was that Jeff was playing with, that night? That was with. Uh, um, was a, what was the? Uh, was Midas was the artist that he was opening for? I, I think. Thinks. So. No, 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 no. This is what this was his. Oh, okay. This, so this was his show. show. Gotcha. Was Jeff playing that night? Because I went to the one Jeff played at. Because he did two. He did. Oh, two. he did do two. You're right. I yeah. Think the first one. Yeah, you probably. It was. That Lo- first I one. think London was playing, mm. like as direct support. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. And it's so sick. He's great. Kramer's yeah, great. like he his um his production level is crazy. Like both is that, both of is them. That just roommate. No. no, but it's his friend. No, yeah, they're they're really close though. Mm-hmm. Um, Harrison uh, Ruby was his old DJ name. He's his roommate. His roommate. Yeah, Ruby. Okay. Yeah, yeah I've also mm-hmm. heard of him. Yeah, Trans yeah, he... released his EP with with Ruby. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. I completely forgot about that. Mm-hmm. This okay. like this whole year has been like has made me like blur out some stuff of even 2019. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like you're you're trying so hard to like isolate all these terrible things that you have to deal with this year and everything else that was good from. Other years are starting to get like pushed into spots that you didn't mean to. Yeah, like, like yeah. the the end of twenty nineteen and the top of twenty twenty has been like such a blur. Mm-hmm. Like it all just kind of like blurred together and then quarantine. That. That's yep. what I remember. It was Subtronics, the Rave at Parliament West, lockdown. That was that was this whole year, and now it's just yeah. it's just continued. And you know what's crazy? Um, the, speaking of the Parley West rave, mm-hmm. there's a whole pocket of people. Who love dance music out west, but they just don't like. Okay, like let's say that this was 
there was absolutely zero COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Even if we were still sh- doing shows to this day, there's a whole pocket of people out west that just don't like to drive all the way out downtown that that, that nobody's exploiting. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I, when we did that show, all of the like Pat Kelly was a part of that. Shout out Pat Kelly, like he like his whole group, his whole crew was a part of that mm-hmm. um, group of people that I was talking about. Just because like you know I can I can completely understand not wanting to waste. Um, not waste, but mm-hmm. like that amount of gas all like every weekend. Mm-hmm. Or say people that want to go down and have a good time and drink, like they have to get an Uber down there. Like they're spending dude, 10 times as much exactly. money Ubering downtown and back from, say, you're out 180th in Q. Like to get downtown, right? It's a $30, $40 Uber like, each yo. way. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I totally get it um, in the sense of um, not wanting to go downtown mm-hmm. or, um, just not wanting to go in general, just because they are not being catered to. Mm-hmm. So when we did that, we did that wave out in Polly West. I remember talking to them, um, and um, they all had. Um, I remember they all had Black Tiger Sex Machine merch on. So I, so I. That's dro- crazy that that was Pat Kelly. I didn't yeah, even know that right. Yeah, as you were saying that he was there, I thought back and I was like, I know exactly. That's when I first yep. met him. Yes, yeah. and. Um, and I remember I was like, you know what, like, and I dropped, I think it was Spiders mm-hmm. um, by BTSM, and um, mm-hmm. and they were like, dude, like, they, I remember looking at them as it hit, and they were, like, their faces was just like, that, yes. that's what DJs, like, mm-hmm. that's just like, what to live that's for. it, yeah, that's what we live for, is like, yep. when you drop something, and the crowd doesn't know exactly what it is just yet, but when they realize it, and they, and like, the look on their face, that's... That's so just good. like, yeah, it's just straight so euphoria. Good. So, um, but yeah, there's a whole little group out there that like, that was never really catered to. So like, I want to try and do more. I wanted to, I definitely wanted to do more stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Or even but just obviously like, at, like looking for other venues or places that are available, man. like in that, like even relatively close. It doesn't even have to be that far out west, but just even just like right. past 120th street. Like, right. Because everything... Everything's on the east side. Yeah, so everything's Everything. probably seventy second or farther. Because you have wait, yeah. where's where's Benson at? Like that's it's like, like the waiting room in Maple. Yeah, because all that waiting room reverb. Mm-hmm. Then that's you got, way far from out west. Yeah, one yeah, eightieth like, and center to sixtieth and Maple. Yeah, so we're talking we're talking one hundred twenty blocks plus another hundred hundred blocks north. So we're mm-hmm. talking almost two hundred and forty blocks altogether. A lot of blocks. Yeah, it's just a twenty minute. Yeah, drive. so it's just like, man, yeah, it, it's unfortunate just because like they don't have a whole lot other than like that stuff that we did at Parley West. So I mean, mm-hmm. like, um, and I, I wanted heard a to lot of good things from a lot of my friends that you know I know that from went school. That night. Like, were just oh. like from people they knew that went. They just heard a lot. Like, there was just good traction in the area. Man, that's where I was like, it. I was um, the main reason why that popped off. Like, not popped off, but like how we got that organized. Because I remember, um, I think it was. Um, yeah, shout out Devin Dupree. Um, mm-hmm. I'm doing a whole, whole lot of shout outs. Like I just right. everybody there's, there's who yeah, every, that are great. Yeah, everybody who I'm shouting out, like I love y'all, appreciate yeah. y'all. Devin's Devin's so um, nice. He's been such a nice person to us. Um, he was doing, he was doing. He had a residency. I, I think he still does at Party mm-hmm. West, and yep. he he was in control of Thursdays, and he gave Mason the go ahead to do like a rave mm-hmm. on a Thursday. So Mason hit me up and I was like, yo. You trying to you trying to throw it on a Thursday? I was like, 
Hell yeah. So mm-hmm. um, it was really, man, that night was so good. It was so, it was so and, good. And it wasn't and, like an overly packed night where it was like, no. it wasn't like sweaty, everybody's body to body. It was like, it was a full room, but everybody had, had space, space to do things. Mm-hmm. Like the dance floor was full, but everybody did, wasn't bumping elbows. Yep. Like, that's exactly what it was. It was too. a really comfortable, Rona, full Rona. crowd. Yeah. And I just remember being able to drop that. Um, it, see, it feels like so long ago when I made a takeaway remix um, with... Um, the takeaway with Chainsmokers and Elenium, mm-hmm. and I made a remix for it, and that was like one of the first few nights that I was like actively playing it. And um, yeah, I just remember like, uh, yeah, shout out Camry because I like that was her mm-hmm. shit for mm-hmm. a, for a while, and she and anytime I'd be on a lineup for some reason, you're gonna play my song, right? And like, <laughs> and I knew exactly what she was talking about, but yep. um, but yeah, I mean, uh, now we just have to reminisce on like pre-covid shows and it's just like, look forward to the ones that will come later yes right i'm telling you before we end this like mm-hmm. whoever two things whatever show whatever shows is gonna have like whatever major show happens first immediately gonna pop knock yep. out but the flip side to it when it's announced it's going to get blasted. That's my theory. True. Yeah, 100%. Mark my words. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Everybody's going to go, but everybody's going to talk shit Even if it's it. like spring of 2022, they're going to be like, oh, there could like be... COVID, like, et cetera, et cetera, like safety precautions, like you're being yep. irresponsible. Like there's someone's going to be a hater. There's but then be... every club, everybody's like, yeah. 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 Any, any business owner that needs shows going on to maintain their business is going to be like, mm-hmm just beyond like just as happy as all the artists and all the people that want yeah. to go to the shows yeah that's like that's that's what i hate about it. it's just the fact that i know as soon as like a major show comes on like let's say Kazo goes to comes to the bourbon yeah i'd love that that's always a good show but everybody's going to shit on it mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. because they're gonna feel like oh you know, obviously covid just happened and even though like let's say it's on a really good downslope mm-hmm to where it's like very minimal now they're still gonna be like oh i don't want to be the one to support this just in case i get blasted so i'm a blasted too even though i'm low-key gonna go and say nothing about it mm-hmm. like come on guys like i i know it's gonna happen regardless i just don't i wish it wouldn't right it's like and, there's there's only so much you can do these are people's livelihoods man like you can't who, you can't man. complain that hard and and I also feel like that kind of goes back to, like, the Karens that think their freedoms are being taken away. They're, like, they see it kind of going on a downward slope, and they see a show pop up, and they're like, oh, these people are just going to throw a show and make it all worse for us, and I have to keep wearing masks for months. Like, man, it's, it's just not, it's yeah, not it. So it's like, so you're saying that all these people that are throwing shows shouldn't be able to feed their kids, pay their rent, like... Do the Man, things and and they it, can't put clothes on their back so you don't have to wear a mask for a couple extra months. And it's crazy. Even if like, it really people, was that reality, like, that doesn't make any sense. People don't think about, you know, okay, for instance, like, the bourbon, the slowdown, all of our venues in the area, they don't think about all the employees that work there, all the bartenders mm-hmm. who work there, all the um, audio guys who work Security, there. Security, Security management lighting they also have like, to pay rent they, they also have to there. pay the rent for the building like they don't own that mm-hmm. the bourbon doesn't own that building like they have to pay rent to stay there so save our stages please please go to that website mm-hmm. please go to the website because that helps all of our um venues 
I know Kevin's been a huge advocate for it. I know a lot of our artists who's been huge advocates for it. Um, but go to the website, please. So then in the future, we have venues to play at, you know, because, um, you know, it's, and it goes for all of them, big or small, waiting room, reverb, even smaller places like mm -hmm. anything at, um, um, why am I blanking out, uh, Capital District or yeah. whatever the case may be, those all count. Like, it doesn't matter what venue it is. Like, they're all hurting mm -hmm. to some degree, especially especially if it's not like a club to begin with yep if it's like a if it's like specifically live events like like the slowdown mm -hmm. the bourbon royal grove royal grove all of that they need your they need our help they are hurting they bad do. and that's if anything that would be the best way to go out just cut like making sure everybody who watches this go to save our stages.com i think mm -hmm. it's com. i think so yeah, yeah save our stages.com Go to save saveourstages.com because they need our help more than anything. Because if they don't, if if they go down, we don't have live shows, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Unless we, unless house they just house parties only. Yeah, house parties only. Is that yep. what everybody wants? I don't think so. No. So we're losing sound quality, we're losing all some. Our you're losing the, the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, you are like, losing the atmosphere. They're losing the atmosphere, and not, nobody wants that. So mm -hmm. like, we have to do our part in saving them because they they have saved us. From many things, from life itself, like in the sense of like you know, you go to a show, you completely forget about every problem you had going mm -hmm. into that night. You could have been like, "Dang, I was late on rent. My phone bill is due in the next couple of days. Um, I'm having issues with my girl. Blah blah blah." But you mm -hmm. know what? I got that show coming up tomorrow, yep. and I'm going, and I'm just gonna let. All of that go for the three hours I'm there. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna let go of all of that mm -hmm. and just be me and just be in the zone and just, and just vibe out. So, and you know that that's what a lot of people depend on a lot of times is those shows to just get a just get a a, a moment to just release from all the troubles of life. So. Yeah. That that breath for just a little bit, that escape from mm -hmm. all of the normal toils and troubles of reality. Like that's and we we as producers and artists like get to sometimes provide that experience, but that experience itself, that that breath of fresh air and that ability to just release is so needed. So please, um, wear a mask. Uh, yeah, just be careful. Definitely. Um, and do what you can so that we can all get this over as soon as possible. And be like Australia, because there's again they're already back at full blown they're shows. They're killing the game. Yeah, they're, they're popping off. They're in first place. Like what? They, man, shout Their out to shutdown Australia. Was so serious though. They did the most serious shutdown. Like mm -hmm. and I think it lasted almost three or four months longer than everybody else's shutdown. But then when they opened back up, they had eradicated like every COVID yeah, case. COVID exactly COVID because. Two. And then, Dude, you start first, you finish. Like, you know, you start first, you finish first. Mm -hmm. Like, we like we're. It's it's going into. Yes, yeah, so we started last. It, but, we stopped first. Like we that's were, not how it should have gone no, at no, all. No. But that's like, I mean that's how we did it. And then if you look at the numbers comparatively, everybody's still suffering in you know amounts. But like if you look comparatively in numbers, the United States versus any other country. If we're if we're swinging for the fences in COVID cases, boy, we hit boy, we we knocked it out the park like Shot that. Nebraska, that ball is it. that yeah. ball is in the woods somewhere. Like we're not getting that ball back. Mm -mm. 
But I mean, yeah, let's be... wear a mask, stay safe, everybody, so then we can do some shows again. Because if I can speak on behalf of any DJ or producer, period, we want to play for you guys and we miss you so, 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 so much. Mm-hmm. Be safe, wear a mask, so then we can do these shows again. Period. Period. Well, thank you again, Jay Frank. It's been a pleasure. It's been yeah, fantastic. Me, yeah, it's been it's been great getting to know you. That's so cool that you came from Dallas. Um, check out his social medias. Um, go ahead and give him a follow. He's he's a great dude and producing some fucking phenomenal music. Indeed. So Indeed. thank you again to everyone who's watching, and I hope you have a masked up, safe, social distanced rest of your day and week.